Uh, Mark and I met uh, Pastor Kenny in 1997 in. Uh, Estes, uh, not Estes Park, but Colorado State University in Fort Collins. We were there doing work with Pastor Doug for a youth conference. We had, I don't know, 3,000 kids or something like this in this huge grand arena. And Kenny was our MC. And he would do whatever we asked him to do. He would be Rasta Kenny. He would be Veggie Tail Kenny. He reminded us last service that we even had him wear a, a tutu like a ballerina, but I don't remember that. <laughs> Mark does. Anyway, uh, we have done great work, in, and uh, but he also had the ability to connect with the students in a way that was life-giving, in a way that called the students to something more than they were experienced, uh, experiencing and more than being entertained. And so uh, we prayed for them throughout the years as they have been in different places, St. Louis and Washington, D.C. Now they serve both as pastors in Indianapolis, Indiana. When we saw them in Florida at General Conference, we just felt so uh, confirmed that the Lord said, uh, bring him to Santa Barbara, have him come and minister to you and to your leaders and to your church. And so we have, and it has been such a blessing. So please welcome Pastor Kenny. Well, praise the Lord, church. He is worthy to be praised. Amen. Uh, I just want to say uh, thank you to the worship team. What an awesome worship team you have. Come on, let's thank God for the worship team. Uh, Thank you for receiving us. It's just a blessing. Uh, thank you, uh, Mark. Just and he just babied us to make sure that we were taken care of. Thank you, Mark. I just want to say thank you. He really took care of us. And so uh, let's thank God for Brother Mark. I thank you, Brother. Uh, uh, I'll do some more thank yous, but let's go into the message today. Uh, we'll be, the message title is One Vision. One voice and one victory. So I want to read the scriptures first. And so let's begin in Genesis chapter one. So if you have a Bible, Genesis chapter one, and we'll begin at verse one. Genesis chapter one, verse one. And when you find it, say, I got it. If you don't have it, let me recommend a small group for you. Genesis chapter one, verse one through three, one vision, one voice, one victory. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the water. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. We know that Jesus is the light of the world. Let's go to verse 27, I believe it is, and 28. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and 28. So God created mankind, humans, in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them. And said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of, in the sky. And over every living creature that moves. 
every living creature that moves on the ground. Turn with me now to Ephesians chapter 4. It's also in your uh, cover of your bulletin. And uh, that picks up verse 4. But let me read verse 1 and pick up verse 4. Ephesians chapter 4. We begin at verse 1. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Verse 2, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. I want you to see this one. Bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Verse four, there's one body, one spirit, just as you was called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who's over all and through all in all. But to each one of us, but to each one of us, Grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it is says, when he ascended on heaven, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. Father, I thank you for the word that will guide us this morning. May I be sensitive to your spirit. I need you. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. This is one of the best, I can't, I gotta be, you're not recording, are you? <laughs> I got to go back to Indianapolis where I pastor. Uh, but this is one of the great churches, <laughs> and I'm just glad to be here. Again, let me say thank you for inviting me to come and share what God has placed on my heart uh, for your church. Uh, there are great leaders here. I just don't want to pick out names, but there I've just seen people who have poured into my life, and I'm so glad and honored to see you. Second, would you join me in honoring your pastor, Pastor Colleen Hurley Bates? You have a great pastor. Come on, let's give it up. Thank you, God, for that. And put your hands together and thank God for her leadership and the leadership team. Right. Thank God for your leadership team here at the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara. Would you put your hands together for the team that is here? And uh, I have to say something about Brother Denny. I tell you, Moses is in the house. And we, <laughs> and we thank God. I'm going to get it for that or Moses. But we have Joshua Weida. <laughs> Joshua Weida here. And uh, so pray for me. I'm just after the third message, I'm by just... Uh, need Jesus even the more. Amen. As we are in the first month of the year, I want to talk about being one, uh, having one vision, one voice and one victory because you have begun a new year together and God has some new things in store for you. Uh, some new beginnings in store for you and your church. And I'm ready to go to work. Give somebody a high five and say, let's go to work. Boy. I love people because they go like, we don't give high fives at church. Who is it? No, okay, 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 okay. 
pray for me. Pray for me. Uh, uh, in, my, in my manuscript, I say I usually walk around, but I, I want to stick to my notes to stay on track with time. And so there's not another service, so I can scratch that out in my. <laughs> Turn somebody say, relax, here we go. No. Uh, so we begin in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 and 27 and 28. It's God's vision for humanity male and female, which was and is to bless them from the mind of God. He creates, this is the first verse of the Bible in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. He created something out of nothing. And the mind of God has powerful creative words. He creates with one vision. The creator, the originator, the architect, the designer began to cut and carve or shape what he made in the beginning. The shaping of manner, uh, matter in a, here's a key word, orderly, an orderly universe. The earth moves, the solar system moves, and everything in the natural realm for his purpose is called to move. When God breathed into Adam, he had to move. God's one vision, write it down, is about order. It's about purpose. It's about a movement. Martin Luther King, this is, was a, a movement. God's vision is systematic. He, 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 he took the earth that was without form. He took the earth that was without form and, and void. It was empty and designed a system. God's one vision is systematic. It's about order, purpose, and a movement. It is systematic. Write it down on the tablets of your heart. As you begin a new decade, it's time to take something for the expansion of God's kingdom. Take some authority. Uh, take territory and watch God use you. Watch God use you in this church at a whole nother level. There's power in you. Don't get comfortable where you are. It is easy to get comfortable right here. But God said, I, has, I have more in store for you. There's power, uh, the, the power in you that is pushing you to be a church. That is a movement. Uh, uh, the Bible says not having a form of godliness, uh, but denying its power. But, but a spirit, he's talking about a, but a spirit filled church that will make a difference. I sense it in my spirit. I sense it in this church. I can see it in this church that you want to make a difference in people's lives, in families and in the community. Do you believe that? One, two, God, we're going to be here a while. Man, God, Lord, help me. See, that's, that's why I'm bald, you know, because y'all be, Lord, help me, Jesus. The church was not designed to be a museum or a monument for people to come to take a tour. You have been called by God with one vision. Here it is, to be creative. With skills and ability, knowledge and understanding, and wisdom from above. Here it is to do great things. You are destined for greatness to serve. You are destined for greatness to be a blessing. My God. Preach, Kenny. I'm doing the best I can. 
Don't diagnose me. In the beginning, the Holy Spirit moved. It sat and was hovering over the face of the water. Water is life-sustaining. You must have water to live. And God goes to work in Genesis chapter 1 with his words. And God said, he, he speaks. And God said, he speaks. Then he looks and he sees what he has done. And, and he saw that it was good. He speaks. Then he looks and he sees what he has done and he saw that it was good write it down the vision will speak to you the vision will speak to you in my bible I have a picture where my grandmother said I see Kenny preaching in front of a lot of people. And in that moment, we took a picture where she was looking through me and God showed her. I keep it in my Bible to remind me that God's hand was on me, but I was lost. I was a sinner. And my family, when my grandmother said it and they said, they see Kenny, and I see Kenny preaching all over the place. They laughed because I was lost, but God showed her and, and the vision came to pass when she said it. The rest of the family said, this is what they said. They said, I know grandma's dying now. Yeah. Do we expect her to die? She's got to be dying because she sees. What you don't see. Because God showed her. Never give up. On praying over people. And he will show you. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be good for the rest of the service Lord. I won't go back down there. <laughs> In the beginning the Holy Spirit moved. It sat. It was hovering over the face of the water. Water is life sustaining. You must have water to live. One vision has uh, a creativity. It has order and purpose. It is systematic. It moves. And in Genesis, the vision continues as it manifests into reality. But God is not finished. He speaks to himself and he talks to his son and he talks with the Holy Spirit. In verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image. Here we see unity, but God is head. The father has purpose. The son has purpose to glorify his father. The Holy Spirit has purpose to guide, to help, to comfort, to fill us. Uh, the, the, the key words are let us, our image, our likeness, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. We call the Trinity. They speak with one voice. They give humanity responsibility to have dominion, to rule, to govern, to manage. The one vision continues for the purpose to bless humanity. Are you still with me? 
There must be a collaboration and agreement within your true self, your created being, your body, spirit, and soul that was designed to reflect our creator and connect with his spirit. In verse 26, it says, God created man in his own divine image as the father. And now we see God's objective, his desire, his aim, his goal, his passion. He created them male and female and he blessed them. Verse 27, we see God's strategy unfolding, his skillful planning and managing the purpose of humanity. He says, be fruitful and multiply. He says, replenish, not just, uh, not just about in number, not just about uh, having children, but he prepared the earth with seed and he put seed in the ground and in the seed, he said, I want you to be uh, productive uh, by, by, by being creative. And from a creative mind, God created a tree and he says to mankind and to humans, he said, out of the tree, use your creativity. Look at the tree and see what you can take out of the tree. And out of a tree, I got a pencil. That's far as I can get, God. Out of the tree, I saw a chair. Out of a cow, I saw cowboy boots. Out of the out of the cow, I saw a cow, and I created the Big Mac. And I began to multiply the Big Mac. It's funny, but it's true. It's about a movement in your thinking with skillful planning and managing what God has given us. When God made Adam, he formed him and he breathed into Adam. God's spirit and man, Adam, made him move. And the Bible said he became a living being, a moving soul, the spirit of man, a spiritual being. God also gave us freedom to choose, a free will to make decisions, and he gave us instructions. He gave us instructions, boundaries to follow, limitations. Also, there's a, the penalty of disobedience, which is called sin. It's a, it's a spiritual death. There are consequences for your actions. And chapter 3 is where we see deception and the fall of man came into existence. The male and the female, Adam and Eve, tried to hide themselves. And even today, people are still trying to hide themselves from God. But God doesn't give up on humanity. He doesn't give up on you and me. And through Adam's third son, Seth, and his sons, Enosh, the Bible said in Genesis chapter 4, 26, man began to call on the name of the Lord. And maybe you hear today, it's not by accident that you would come at this time so that you would have the opportunity to call on the name of the Lord. 
the vision continues and Noah is born. The earth floods and God gives a promise and, and a sign called a rainbow. And God promises to never again flood the world. And the vision continues. God gives us a history lesson. lesson. His story. His story. His story of creation and his purpose. And in my notes it says, and for the sake of time. <laughs> I can take that out. But, but I pick up where, where God called Abram and his intentional purpose. God's divine call in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Where he says, uh, uh, I'm going to bless the families. And in that we see the messianic prophecy shall be fulfilled. And God promises, I said, to bless all the families of earth. And that's why if you look to Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, we see the genealogy of Jesus Christ, which we usually skip over. But it's there for a purpose. The book of genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And, and it goes all the way through. And Matthew 1, 16 says, and Jacob begot Joseph and the husband of Mary and of whom we born, who was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. And 17 talks about all the generations from Abraham to David. And it talks about 14 generations. This is a generational blessing. And God is tying the, the Old Testament with the New Testament. And Christ holds the one vision together. He alone was prophet, priest, and king. He alone was prophet, priest, and king. Yes, there were prophets. Yes, there were priests. Yes, there was king. But he was the king of kings. It is Christ who teaches us the will of Christ. He is the high priest forever called by God as high priest, according, here's that word again, to the order of Mechagazes. I need some water. I'm okay. A priest forever, uh, this one says, a priest forever, and lastly, king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, uh, Jesus the Christ came preaching here it is, the king of king come preaching about the kingdom the kingdom of God, he says I must preach the kingdom I mean, it uh, seemed like to me he would have said I must preach uh, the free Methodist uh, book of discipline just mess with you. That's all. Just mess with you. <laughs> Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So I started. Oh, Stella, don't start preaching. We ain't going to never get out of here. Don't do Don't. Please don't do Don't do it, Stella, bro. I'm trying to wrap it up. <laughs> Please don't do it, please. <laughs> Where was our Lord? Kingdom. Kingdom. There, 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 there. There it is right there. So I started Genesis, the first book. Now let me give you the last book of Revelation. It's John's vision of Christ. We see this in Revelation chapter 1, 5 through 6 is where Christ reveals himself to John through his letters to the seven churches. 
and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who love, loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us to be a kingdom. Kings, small kings, kings and priests to serve his God and father to him be glory. And we hear this word again and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The one vision of God for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Revelation 1 said, look, he's coming. He's coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all peoples on the earth will mourn because of him. That's why we have to reach all people. That's why we have to get out of our comfort zone. So shall it be. Amen. Jesus, the Christ says in Revelation 1, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come. The almighty, the vision, the one vision continues to manifest. Are you still tracking with me? And I want to hear one voice speaking to us how they function together. We see God, the father, Jesus, the son and the Holy Spirit uh, speak with one voice as one with unity, authority. And here it is. And they honor each one's position and purpose. Let me say it again. And they honor each one's position and purpose. We can learn from this church. We can, we can learn as leaders. We can learn as servants how to honor each one's position and purpose. And the Bible says in Ephesians 5, 25, Christ loved the church. And gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing of water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church, a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and, blem and blameless. How do we get the stain out? How do we get the spot out? It's the blood. My God. I'm from the old church. They, we plead the blood. Uh, how, do, how do we get the wrinkles out? It takes some heat. And then Jesus promises another helper. The Holy Spirit. To help us. To get the wrinkles out. Take care of that stain. He promises another help with the Holy Spirit. In John 14, it says in 15, 26, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father. Here's Jesus. I will pray the father and he will give you another helper. Anybody need help? Yeah, yeah. Kind of weak on this side. 
Okay. Don't mess with my message, brother. I don't know who you are, but I don't know. Okay, 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 Lord. I'm trying to be good. They keep messing with me. And he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And on that day, you will realize I am in my father. And you are in me and the I am that I am is in you. Whoever has my whoever has my command and keep them. uh, This is the one. This them is the one who loves me. The one who I want you to see the one. The one who loves me will all will will be loved by my father. Let me say it again. The one who loves me will be loved by my father. And I too will love them and I too will love them and show myself to them. Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he replies, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and look at this word and we will make our home with them. Then Jesus speaks of the Holy Spirit. All this I have spoken while still with you, telling to the disciples. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. And will remind you of everything I have said to you. Jesus said, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Anybody need that kind of peace when you're in the midst of the storm? We're not exempt as Christians. We're not exempt from pain, from disappointments. But he says, my peace. Jesus is preparing the world for the work of the Holy Spirit. John 15 says, when the advocate comes, whom I send to you from the father, the spirit of truth that goes out from the father, he will testify about me. And he tells the disciples, and you also must testify. Not just come to church, but, but you have to testify. I'm just skipping over my notes, God. He gives us victory through Jesus Christ. It's the spirit of truth being revealed through scripture, through the old and new Testament testifying that victory is in Jesus. It's the spirit of truth speaking. And the question is, can you hear what the spirit is saying to us? Can you hear what the spirit is saying? I told the second service, sometime I'm preaching and I go like this because I'm, I want to hear. I don't care. People can laugh at me, but, but I don't want to speak anything that I'm not hearing from him. So I tilt my head. Even in the middle of my preaching, I go like this. Because I'm, I'm listening for instructions. So 
So I, I listened. And I heard my grandparents sing it. I heard my parents sing it. And now my children's children hear me sing it. It's an old, old story. I, I heard an old, old story. How our Savior came from glory. How he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning of his precious blood atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. We used to sing it. Oh, victory in Jesus, my savior forever. He sought me and he brought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me. He loved me. And I knew him and all my love is to he plunged, he plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. This is why Paul writes the letter to 1 Corinthians. There is victory in Jesus. There we are called to talk differently, walk differently. With agape love, with unconditional love because of the resurrection of Christ. And Paul says this in 1 Corinthians, I'm not going to read all of it, but he says, for what I received, I pass on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Ah, and how he appeared to many, uh, to 500 people at the same time. Paul is testifying. Paul says, I'm the least of the apostles. He's humble, not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. And it's Paul that gives us this, this word, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, oh, death is your victory. Where, oh, death is your sting. The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. One vision, one voice, one victory is calling your name. I hear the sound of a movement calling this church. I, don't, I can't say this everywhere. I hear the sound of a movement. Calling this church. I expect to hear great things about this church. And maybe you're here today and you need to surrender your life to Christ. Today is your day to come to Jesus. Now, at the second service, God gave me instruction. And this is what I want you to do I want you to stand with me. In just a moment, there's going to be a hymn of response. But I just want to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Would you stand with me? And would you hold somebody's hand? And, and with your hand, you're going to be a blessing today. And maybe you're here today and you're going through something and you didn't stand up and testify, but, 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 um, that was too much for you. But would you just squeeze that person's hand 
and simply say, would you, would you just pray for me? You don't need to know everything, but just, but just by me squeezing your hand, I just want you to pray for me. And maybe, maybe you, you haven't given your life to Christ and, and maybe it's too much for you to walk up here to the altar, but right where you are, would you just squeeze that hand? I, I got to get right with God. And that person will squeeze your hand back gently, but he, he, that person will just squeeze your hand back and just signifying, I'm praying with you. And then, and then maybe after the service, after we sing a victory song, uh, maybe you just say, um, uh, have enough to say, say, um, could you just pray with me a little bit more? Um, maybe just introduce that person to, to, to one of the leaders or one of the pastors and say, this is a relational church and, 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 and it's not by accident that you felt comfortable enough to just squeeze my hand. Even now, in the presence of God, be honest and transparent. You are in your father's house. This is a safe place. With loving people. That cares for one another. I squeeze that hand so gently. Because I sense his presence. It's God's spirit. Wanting to connect with your spirit. We make it so difficult. But when I see the sun in the sky. I know there's a God. When I hear the birds chirping. I know there's a God. When I'm in California. And see those mountains. I know there's a God. When I see the water, the beach in the water waves, I know there's a God. And his spirit is connecting with your spirit right now. To say it is real. It's me. God, my assignment is done, but you're not done. And as the praise team comes. We thank you for the victory that you give us. And now let's use these hands to worship and give thanks. Oh, clap your hands, all oh, you people. Shout unto God the voice of victory. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.